AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana. And this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. The intersection of human health and ag bioscience is one rarely discussed, but it's one that's delivering innovation that may save lives. Today's guest is a longtime human health leader who is turning to ag bioscience to develop a solution that could transform the way doctors care for patients with chronic, traumatic, or surgical wounds. Welcome, Andy Eibling, president and CEO of Genifis. Andy, welcome to Ag Bioscience. Thanks, Mitch. It's great to be here. We are glad you're here. This intersection of human health and ag bioscience just holds tremendous opportunity. And Indiana is so uniquely positioned, Andy, the most valuable human health company in the world headquartered here with Eli Lilly. We have the nation's largest medical school. And look, I'm a little partial to ag bioscience. We have the largest pure play ag company here. We have the second largest independent animal health company here. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Before we dig into this world collision, Andy, we got to learn more about the innovation you and your team are creating and your journey. Let's start there. Your journey is one that I think is just phenomenal, super interesting an engineering pharma guy at Eli Lilly turning to a startup using ag bioscience. You got to share more. Yeah, it's it has been. You'd say it right. It's been a journey when you think back about, you know, where you start and, and you know, you, you never can forecast how your career is going to take twists and turns and what you're going to do. But yeah, I started as an engineer at Lilly and at that point, my career had no idea really what the life science industry was going to mean to me um, and what it was really all about. It was a long time ago. And um, like many, right, had a wonderful career at Lilly, uh, pursued an MBA while I was there, took advantage of a great program that, you know, a lot of companies have and um, really wasn't intending to. But that took me down a different path. Right. So I had the opportunity, like many at Lilly, to work in finance, HR, kind of ended up landing in business development and alliance management. So working on the deal side. And that was when, you know, you get an opportunity to go, okay, this is it. I love this and spent the bulk of my career working in that space. So was, you know, planning on building a career at Lilly and, and being there forever. But after about 25 years, was recruited by Covance, who had bought the Greenfield site, sure. right, on the east, out on the east side. And, and that came with a, a long committed partnership and they were looking for somebody to manage that partnership. And so, you know, a lot of kind of soul searching and conversations with my wife about, wow, what does this mean? And uh, ended up leaving Lily and working at Covance. So that was a tremendous opportunity, you know, still got to work with all my friends at Lily. Sure. Right. And retain those relationships, but got to learn lots of new things and, and move over into the service side. So I was there until LabCorp acquired Covance. Things changed and moved on and, and kind of took a step back again and went, well, well what's next now? And um, at that point, decided small companies, like, let's, let's see what we can turn and, and take all this experience. So I worked for a startup out of Cincinnati that was producing a drug delivery device, really cool technology, led all their commercial stuff, and it was interfacing with drug companies. So it was kind of an exposure into sure. the device world, but still working in my in my drug roots, I guess, pharmaceutical yeah. roots. Uh, I was there for a couple of years and the pandemic hit and the world changed, right? So I was back working out of my home office and um, kind of missed that and said, you know, 
let's think about what we're going to do now. And so I consulted for them for a while, was doing some consulting and networking and talking to some of my Purdue contacts and was introduced to Genefis and thought, wow, this is fascinating and a tremendous opportunity for uh, the ability to impact millions of lives, to continue to grow and learn, right? Which is amazing to say for somebody at this state of their career, you're still learning and developing and doing new stuff. So it's been, a, I've been very fortunate, really lucky to get to do the things I've been able to do and, and to continue to do them. Andy, it is truly inspiring to hear the evolution of your career but also this passion to learn and this passion to continue to innovate, to continue to find new ways. And that is Genefis. I mean, you, you called it fascinating. I'm going to call it brilliant because this, this product is nothing short of extraordinary. You got to share more about the product you're creating at Genefis and why ag bioscience is such a key part of this human health solution. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I've had a great fortune in my career to work with a lot of really, really smart people, right? As an engineer working in pharma, uh, you know, it's not an engineering business. It's a business driven by scientists, biologists, sure. chemists, you know, uh, pharmacologists, pharmacists, et cetera. So to get to back, be back in the device world where it's a little bit more engineering focused was pretty cool. And, and then to be, you know, introduced to Dr. Sherry Harbin. So Sherry's the founder of Genefis. She's without a doubt, the brains behind the outfit, right? And when you talk about passion and brilliance, you know, Sherry brings that every day. And, I, and you know, when, when she's introduced to investors, potential investors, right, they latch on to not only the idea of what she's doing, but the passion she's got, right? Because you've got to have that in a startup. You've got to believe, you've got to be determined. And, and she's done that. And, and Sherry is on faculty at Purdue. She's in the biomedical engineering school, and uh, she had worked in collagen-based biomaterials for years and years and years and, and, and helped even develop and spin out some of the technologies developed up there. And all the while was believing there's something more here. There's something we could do that's better to really support the body's need to regenerate tissue, which what I've learned is something the body's not really very good at, right? So collagen which we all hear about, right? Because it's right. all the rage, right? Yes. That we, you know, are, should be thinking about collagen and, and of course, in aesthetics, right? a lot of talk about collagen and collagen supplements. Well, collagen's the most abundant protein in the body, right? It's kind of the structure. So I, I talk in engineering terms, right? It's the it. structure, yeah. it's the scaffold that really all our tissue is based on, whether that's uh, muscle tissue, fatty tissue, bone, everything is, collagen is an integral to that. But the issue is our bodies aren't very good at building that protein. And it's something everybody can associate with. We've all had injuries, right? Mm -hmm. Starting with skin, knees when you're a kid, all the way to, uh, you know, maybe traumatic injuries, unfortunately for people, chronic non-healing injuries, surgical wounds, right? And so we all see how the body does or doesn't heal itself effectively. We see the scarring, we see the fibrosis. So what Sherry was working on and what she's done is isolate that collagen protein, starting with a natural material. So that ties us back to the ag piece, right? So it's an animal sourced product. And we isolate that collagen molecule that retains the polymerization capabilities of natural collagen. Well, what does that mean, right? Well, polymerization <laughs> is just the formation of that collagen scaffold, the matrix, right? So the cross-linking of these molecules that builds that scaffold that the cells then can, can grow into to form tissue. 
really cool and fascinating. So she's taken what the body does naturally and inefficiently inside the body to build collagen and collagen scaffold, taken it outside the body and recreated it. And so what we see is a molecule, a product that when we implant this in, in multiple preclinical studies across different species, what we see is a lack of inflammatory response. So the body recognizes it as collagen because we've stripped out all the immunogenic materials, all the impurities were left with just the collagen. So the body sees that as collagen. It knows what to do. It knows what it needs. And it begins to recellularize uh, within that scaffold that we've created and provided for it. So we can skip past the inflammatory response of the healing process and go right into the remodeling part of that um, healing process. So fascinating, super cool, tremendous potential when you think about the number of people globally that are dealing with non-healing wounds, uh, poor healing wounds, uh, surgical reconstruction, um, you know, it, it just kind of goes on and on and on in terms of how do we help the body reconstruct and build the tissue that it needs. So, you know, we're excited by the potential that this has, the broad reach that this could have across different verticals, if you will, in the life science industry. And I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours, but I don't want, <laughs> I want to let you ask questions and then we'll talk about, you know, how this all links back to, to why we're here. All right, Andy, I want to break this down because this is, this is fascinating. So we're talking, let's say I have a, a, a cut that won't heal in my hand. The Genifus solution is a is a gel, a collagen gel-ish, right? Non-medical terms. Yep, but yep, yep. I could literally go in, a doc could go in and, and apply the Genifus gel into that open wound because it's pure collagen sourced from, from pork hide, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's right. It would the body would say, okay, well, that's scaffolding. I'll just rebuild around that. And that wound that wouldn't heal will now heal. With Genifus. Yeah. So what we see is, um, and the first products you referenced, this is a gel, right? So when we keep this material in a dilute hydrochloric acid, uh, it stays in solution, right? So we keep it acidic pH, it stays in solution. When we buffer that up to physiologic pH, that's what starts the polymerization. So you can watch this material when we mix it with the buffer. You watch that scaffold form and it'll go from a clear liquid to this, you know, opaque matrix that has mechanical properties. So the first product will be a two-part, you, know, you think of a two-part epoxy that sure. you would buy to, you know, repair stuff around your house, right? You mix those two pieces and you get, uh, you know, it, it sets, if you will. Uh, you know, a lot of the physicians we talk to, people say, well, how long does it take the material to set, you know? Or, and really what's happening is, is what it's doing is polymerizing, forming that scaffold. So the physician would mix those or the nurse or the, or the medical professional would mix the materials, apply them to the wound as a viscous fluid. It'll form that scaffold. And as long as you've got healthy tissue supporting that, that it's exposed to, you're exactly right. The cells see that scaffold and form. And, you know, again, remember who you're talking to. You talk to an engineer, not a scientist, right, <laughs> um, that, that can explain the cellular mechanisms of what's happening there. But, you know, in lay terms, as you talk about, that's what's happening. You're seeing that growth, the cells that see that and start to grow into that scaffold, whether it's the epithelialization across the top of the skin or underneath. And this can happen in implanted materials. So we've uh, simulated lumpectomy in breast cancer patients in, in pigs, right? So you would remove the tumor and mix our material, inject it into that void that's been created, right? Because right? you've taken all that tissue out. 
and uh, the surgeon just closes that wound up. And as that material flows into the wound and conforms to the geometry that's been created in the wound, then it forms a scaffold. Uh, what we saw is in 16 weeks, that scaffold had completely recellularized. So it, it persists, it stays, it isn't attacked and broken down like other collagen-based products because that's the predominant use in wound care reconstruction are collagen-based materials, decellularized tissue matrices. So this is a huge industry in the animal source products world. So whether they're bovine materials, porcine materials, even human tissue, right, is used here and decellularized to the point where they try and get all the immune pieces out, but they want to keep that structure. Well, we've kind of gone further than that. So that's that's what Sherry's done and, and how it really can drive it. Uh, you know, we talk about paradigm shifts. This is really could be a paradigm shift. It is giant, Andy. We're going to take a quick break and dig deep into what's ahead for Genesis. We'll be right back. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. Andy Eibling, president and CEO of Genefis, joins us. Andy, this is just incredible technology. Let's dig into the source. We, we talk about this intersectionality between human health and Ag Bioscience. We've talked about the collagen matrix that that Genefis creates. Give us a sense for how you're sourcing that collagen from a, a big giant piece of Indiana's ag bioscience, the pork industry. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if you go back into the history and, and especially relevant in, in Indianapolis, right, with Lilly, animal source products are a huge part of our history, right? The, the, the insulin uh, that started out as, a, as an animal, animal sourced product, um, uh, you know, we're kind of building on that. And you know, insulin is a relatively small molecule, right? And, and you think about how long it took us to be able to recombinantly generate that material. Well, collagen, much, much larger molecule, much more complex, right? So the logical place to go there is we're going to purify and start with an animal source product. And fortunately, porcine collagen is very, very similar. So collagen is highly conserved, which means it's very consistent across different species. So we can take collagen from one species and it's it's very, very similar to the same structure uh, amino acid sequence that you would have in the human body. So we start with an abundant source of type one collagen. Type one is the most predominant form of collagen in the human body. And, and that is porcine dermis, so pig hides. Readily available, right? easy to source uh, this material. We start with those hides and, and go through a relatively straightforward uh, purification extraction process to where we pull that, get uh, all the extraneous materials out and are left with just the collagen molecule. So, you know, we're looking to the pork industry 
uh, which is, you know, there is a large player in the medical device world, right, to source those materials. Now, interestingly, right, we're sourcing material out of Minnesota, huge medical device area up in up in that part of the world. So there's a draw there. But we're the what fifth largest That's pork right. producer That's in the country, exactly right? Uh, and and Sherry and I've talked about this, right? Why are we not sourcing materials out of the state, right? This is important to the state. It's important to us. We we love that that we have the potential to be an Indiana story, Indiana yes. success story, uh, coming out of of Purdue, and you know, and uh, Sherry's actually got an undergrad from Indiana University, so we're you know, agnostic and, and Indiana supporters at, at large. So we'd love for this to be an Indiana story and, and actually have investors that work in that industry and have talked to, hey, we want to talk as we mature about how we source this material from local suppliers and how we help the industry kind of grow into that sourcing material for the medical device industry which I think is a is significant market. And I won't pretend to understand the economics, right, as well as the, as the, uh, as the farmers do, because they know these numbers backwards and forwards and what it's going to take for them to be successful. But I think there's a huge opportunity here. I do too. And it's a conversation that I've already started. You've started. Uh, we will be back here at some point in the future talking about this new partnership that's bringing Indiana pork the Genesis. It's going to happen. It is going to happen, Andy. I, I, I can see it. You mentioned raising capital. I want to dig into that because this is, you know, innovation. When we think about the future of the ag bioscience economy, we think about these early stage products. Venture is such an important piece of that puzzle. You recently raised a $6 million Series A. Yep. Give us a sense of who led the round and how you're using that capital to build the next chapter of the company. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, as I'm sure any startup uh, leader founder will tell you fundraising is not for the faint of heart, right? And especially in this market uh, that we're in right now, it's a huge challenge. And uh, you know, we were at this for I. So I joined the company about two years ago, and uh, worked with Sherry and, and the board to kind of refine the strategy and, and tell the story. Um, because at the end of the day, it's it's about the story. It's about the problem you're solving and and the story you've got behind that. And, you know, it was a two-year journey to get to the point uh, where we were able to close that round nearly. And we were lucky. I, I say we kind of did it backwards to a lot of companies. Usually, you know, you talk to companies and they'll have a, a venture capital firm that'll come in and set the terms and leave the round. We actually were introduced to a group of individual investors through oh, some networking. Okay. And as we talked to these folks in small groups and and one on one, the story resonated with them, and and this group is extremely diverse, right? So we've got um, farmers, you know, all kinds of folks out of the ag world, equipment suppliers, grain silo operators, right? People who've been very successful in their careers, tremendous business people who are looking to to, to have an impact beyond their business, physicians. All right, so we have uh, plastic physicians, general surgeons, podiatrists, uh, orthopedics uh, that have chosen to invest with us. So, so we led that core with individuals. So we kind of we negotiated the terms around the investment, and worked with them. That got us to our first close, which was about you know, four point three five million dollars in the fall of last year, and then worked to support the rest. Uh, of the round, and so uh, had had great discussions with Elevate Ventures here in town, 
and uh, brought in Pier 70 Ventures, a new oh, fund uh, that was being started up. So they're actually out of Seattle and now creating fund based in Indiana, the Impact Fund. Uh, we were one of their first, I think, handful of investments. So we brought in the institutional money at the back, at the back end. But, you know, we're really lucky. We've got a group of investors that are committed, uh, believe, right, in the technology, believe in us. And that's really important. So tremendously supportive. And we get to call on them for advice and support just as you would like. So we, we filled out our board, kind of took all those steps to get that piece done. And then to your follow-up, so, you know, kind of now what? Now what do you do? Well, you spend all this time fundraising, thinking about what, when you've done right. that, what plans, you know, you're, you're going to have and how you're going to use those funds. And then all of a sudden the switch flips and you get done with all the administrative tasks of closing the round. And now you're, okay, it's time to execute. Now we've got to execute on our plan. So we have to work on uh, refining our manufacturing process. Uh, building out our team, creating manufacturing uh, capability, right? We're working out a Sherry's lab up at Purdue right now, and we've got a great partnership with Purdue. They've been extremely supportive, but we've got to have our own facility to be able to produce material that's suitable for human use, right? Uh, in good manufacturing practices and compliant. So we've started that process. We've acquired a facility um, in Indianapolis great. Uh, that we're building out. And uh, that's part just starting. We're, we're working on building the team out because, you know, there's more than, than the small group of us can possibly do, as we were talking about when I walked in. It's, sure. you know, it's overwhelming to think about the things that have to happen. But when you recenter on, but this is what we're about and this is what we're trying to deliver, you know, that's what keeps you, keeps you focused and keeps you going. No doubt. And there is no, no question whether this technology has the ability, has the potential to affect lives, in some cases, likely save lives. I mean, it is, it has to be this magnetic pull, to your point, now that the capital is in the bank and you can go execute, you can go deploy capital, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a really big deal, right? And and when I look at Sherry and, and founders like Sherry, right, that have spent their careers innovating and researching and developing because of this belief that they can do something good and, and create something better than exists today, and then you come in with a group of investors and as a CEO, as a steward of that, right. right? Now I've got to make sure that we deliver on her behalf, right? We've got to take what she's done and get it out there to patients. And that's what we talk about is we're focused on, you know, until we get this therapy in physicians' hands being utilized with patients, you know, we haven't gotten there yet. So that's that's where we want to get. That's what we're literally racing towards as quickly as we possibly can, because we believe it can really have a massive impact. Well, we look forward to keeping in touch, Andy, and, and really staying our finger on the pulse and making sure we get that connection to pork. That's going to happen. He is Andy Eibling. He's president and CEO of Genifus. Andy, really, sincerely, thanks for spending time with us. Uh, thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, and thanks for listening. Of course. And, and thank you for tuning into Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier. So thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. 
To get all AgBioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.